Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. Most tour and activity operators start their business with a passion. But once that passion turns into profit, every entrepreneur faces the same questions. What's next? Hello Tours founder Laura Blackhall shares her journey to answer these tough questions. I'm here today to talk to you about my company's journey through growth. Um, to share some of the questions that I've asked myself along the way and some of the lessons that I've learned. If I had two hours, I could fill it easily, but Douglas has given me 14 minutes, so let's see how we go. I'll start with a few vital statistics. Hello Hong Kong started delivering tours in early 2014. We've currently got 11 guides, one business manager, and we focus on delivering private and small group tours with an average group size of three or four people. Hello Singapore started delivering tours in the middle of 2017. We've got four guides, one business manager, and the same tour profile. Hello Tokyo was recently incorporated. We don't have any tours or any tour guides. I've got one very empty office and a lot of work ahead of me. I give you this small insight into my business just so you have a little bit more perspective on where we're currently at and what we've done over the last few years. So, who am I? My name is Laura, I'm 35 years old. I graduated from Newcastle University in the UK with a first class degree in economics and business management. Personality-wise, I'm an ENTJ on the Myers-Briggs personality scale. I don't smoke, I do drink socially. Some of you saw that last night. I like to dance, I've got green eyes. I don't have any children, but I do have one very cute, very fat cat called Kiko. This information is shared with you Genuinely because I'm single. <laughs> There's um, a lot of lovely people in the room at this conference, and I'd love to speak to you all later. But taking it back to growth, which is why I'm supposed to be on the stage, um, let's talk about how you actually grow a tour business. Um, Douglas mentioned about two-thirds of the people here are from a tour operation background. A lot of those are founders and co-founders. My theory is that most of you did not start your businesses because you thought it was a fast way or an easy way to become a multimillionaire. If you did, you were very misguided. <laughs> um, my theory is most of you started your story or your business because you had a story that you wanted to share. And that story was probably about your city and its culture, its people, or its food, as Carney just shared with us. That's my story too. I was in Hong Kong. I was working for a big recruitment company as their head of strategy and operations for Asia. And I had enough. I wanted to quit the corporate rat race. And when I walked out of the door, I genuinely had no idea what I was going to do. But I did know one thing. 
I was amazed by Hong Kong, and I realized that when I'd been there many years before as a tourist, I'd enjoyed it, but I'd left with very little understanding about what made Hong Kong tick. And Hong Kong is a special city, and I wanted to share its story. And so Hello Hong Kong was born. Originally, it was just me. There was one tour. It was a food tour. Like a lot of us, food tourism is a passion. And I was hustling. I was doing anything and everything that I could to get a customer through my door. I had a website. It was pretty basic. I built it on Wix myself. When I say basic, actually, it was really shit. <laughs> um, so I had this basic website, and I was taking cash in hand off people on the day for the tours. When people came on my food tour, they started saying, can you show us other parts of Hong Kong as well? And so I launched a second tour, which focused on different geographical areas and different types of topics. Then something really amazing happened. My tours became so popular that I was turning away business. I was fully booked. And so I hired another tour guide to help me. And then a second, and then a third. And I'd entered my first stage of growth. This stage, I've chosen to call sneaky growth. So when I entered this phase and I had my three tour guides, they were taking all the cash in hand and it became complicated, particularly on the financial side. Trying to figure out how much money each of those tour guides needed to keep, pay into the business bank account and spend on the tourists was getting increasingly complex. So we moved to an online payment in advance system. I also redesigned the website, making it look a bit more professional and became aware of a lot of other things like SEO, Google AdWords, OTAs, and let's not forget about all of the HR aspects, employment contracts, insurance, training, onboarding, staff development plans. I had made an active decision to hire those three tour guides, but all of these other things had sneakily bundled themselves in with that. This is the type of growth that will naturally happen if your products are good. The end result of sneaky growth for my personal business was that I was spending less and less time doing tours myself. I was spending more time on systems and processes. And honestly, once I'd paid the OTA commissions, paid my tour guides, if I looked at what I was personally making on a per hour basis, it was less than when it was just me and I was hustling. It's a tough phase to be in. In my experience, a lot of companies stay in sneaky growth. They don't progress to the next stage. They only move forward incrementally as and when things sneak up on them. So the question is, why don't a lot of companies move to that next phase? And the answer is simple. That is where it gets really genuinely hard and you actively have to push your business forward. This is the phase that I call focused growth. If I want to move my business forward, how do I do that? Should I launch more tours? If I launch more tours, will my customers book more, or will they find it harder to decide what to book? Should I target a different customer? Maybe the Indian traveler or the Chinese outbound traveler? Should I enter a different type of tour market? I do private and small group tours. Should I do free tours, coach tours? If I do that, do I move away from what I'm truly passionate about and some of the reasons why I started my business? Should I set up in a new location with the same type of tour targeted at the same type of customer? Or maybe I should just scale up what I've already got. 
hiring more tour guides, signing up with more OTAs. Hold on, maybe I should do all of these things at once. How do I learn to survive on zero hours sleep every night? We'll take it back to a case study of my business. I've looked at all of the different growth options. Ultimately, the one that attracted me the most was setting up a new, in a new location. Why was that? If we, if we look at my personality, and I made a small joke earlier about my personality. Um, I am an ENTJ on that Myers-Briggs scale. That says that I am motivated to organize change, that I am motivated around success in my career, and that I enjoy hard work. There's another system called Attuned, which you can do a quiz online, and it gives you a very good um, insight into your core drivers. That one says that I'm driven by competition, that I'm driven by big challenges, that I'm financially motivated. And very interestingly, it also says that I attach a very small amount of importance to stability in my life. So once you add all of those factors together, it makes sense that I personally will be more inclined to choose to move to a new location. But if stability is more important to you, or if you've got a young family, that option won't seem as attractive. You won't necessarily want to spend time out on the road building partnerships with guides in new countries or physically moving yourself. But that doesn't mean that you can't choose to grow your business internationally. What it does mean is that you need to hire someone into your team who is going to enjoy that travel aspect. Just like I've had to hire people into my team that bring in the skill sets, the drivers, and the motivations that I personally lack. So your team is key as you grow and as you enter focused growth. Don't try and do everything yourself. Take your best tour guide. Make them your head of training and onboarding for new staff. Ask your team for their input on everything from process improvement to tour development. As a founder of a company, letting go can be really hard. Quite often it starts as your passion project and it's all about you and you own it. To hand it out is difficult, but to try and continue to do everything yourself as you grow a business is categorically impossible. So what did I do? I launched in a new location. I relocated myself to Singapore and have done so again with Tokyo. In Hong Kong, yes, I did launch more tours as well. I launched a boat tour as my fourth tour. I really went all in on that one. I bought a boat and it didn't work. <laughs> um, I then tried a night tour and that one did. So don't ever be afraid of trial and error with tour development, but please take my advice, don't buy a 55-foot boat. <laughs> unless you're really, really sure about that one. I looked at setting up a different type of tour. I wrote a business plan on how to go into a new market. Ultimately, I decided it wasn't for me. OTAs, God, there's so many of them out there. Maybe you should sign up with all of them. My personal um, advice is not to do that, but to be very selective about who you choose to work with. Only work with those that truly value your product and your team and who will give you a dedicated account manager who will work with you to strategically grow your business. And think about your exit strategy. Um, honestly, I would like to sell my business and I would like to become a multimillionaire. So if I'm going to do that, I know that I need a strong brand and I need a business which is scalable. So with that thought in mind, we completely rebranded the company earlier this year. We went from having um, two completely different logos for Hong Kong and Singapore to having um, 
to having one logo followed by the city name. We also had an internal software system professionally built for us, which reduces the time in processing our bookings. It helps our communication with our guides. It manages our payroll system, which was getting very complex with freelance staff. And it also does a lot of the data analysis that I do at the end of each month. In short, we can say that this new system that we invested in supports our business's growth and scalability, and it gives us a solid asset for the future when I do sell my business and become that multimillionaire. So with that in mind, data and statistics is important. Keep statistics on everything. Make sure you know what percentage of your customers are coming from every country. Make sure you understand what age brackets they fall into. Make sure you understand what percentage of your total revenue is paid out in commissions to all of your OTAs, what your average cost per customer acquisition is across all of your marketing channels. Make sure, I mean, literally, I could talk for hours on statistics and what you should keep track of. The answer is everything. That data will allow you to keep track of your business at present. It will help you with your forecasting, your hiring plans. And very importantly, as you grow your business and you go into focus growth, it will give you the data that you need to inform your decision making. If you're not into data and statistics like I clearly am, then make sure you hire someone into your team that is. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel.